check, 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 check. Oh yeah, one, two, one, two. Alright, get in your bed. Get in your bed. Hey, we can always try putting him outside. <laughs> I've heard some people use that technique with him when recording a podcast. There's nothing to scavenge here. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome into the Untitled Life podcast. My name is Amy, sitting next to me with his hot cup of Joe is Caleb. What's up Joe, it's Caleb. Do you think Joe likes being called coffee, like an exchangeable name for coffee? Well, I've always wondered, you know how like there's those nicknames that like Williams will go by Bills. Yes, Um, yes. I was going to say Anthony's go by Ants. They go by Tony. Tony. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you have Anthony Edwards in the NBA and people call him Ant. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay. I don't know about that one. Okay. So, either or. So, is Tony Horton's name Anthony? Probably. Richards go by what? Dick. Dick. Okay. Uh Uh, Bob. Robert. Robert. Robert's go by Bob. Robert's go by Bob. But it's always like just one way. Like Bob's, do Bob's go by Robert? And, like, do bills? Well, is anyone actually ever named Bob legally? Or is it always is Bob always a Robert? Can you always assume that? Is it kind of like a, a hmm. square and a rectangle? Like, every rectangle. Robert can be a Bob, but not every Bob is a Robert? That's actually well, anyways, a really good What I was getting to is why don't, you know, Joes are essentially Josephs. Yes. Or maybe they're just Joe. Do people, do they ever go buy coffee? And why not? Why does coffee go by Joe, but Joe's don't go by coffee? And it's like, why do Roberts go by Bob, but Bob's don't go by That's Robert? That's what I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. These are deep how, questions to think how about. How long have you been wondering this? <laughs> <laughs> just when you mentioned Joe, it just kind of hit me in the moment. And okay. so I thought I would share it here. This is where we are at today. I honestly am kind of here for just the weird, <laughs> silly vibes. <laughs> Because it's been a pretty quiet and chill morning around here, I would say. Yes, yeah. very chill. Yeah. Um, to give you a little painting of where we are at, <laughs> it is official. We have, in Santiago, that is key. Which left... is the name of our van yes. we live in. Our house and our car and our kitchen and toilet. Bedroom. Um, bedroom, office space. Um, Closet. Yeah, yeah. Literally, but our library, <coughs> everything, um, kennel, pantry, music studio. Yes, yeah, a kennel. kennel. <laughs> um, oh, you're just loving my jokes today. I am. Thanks, babe. It's I, always a good sign. You can ask Emily. I feel like any funny person, I'm like their number one hype man because I do think a lot of things are funny, but there are things I don't like. I'm not. You can trust my laugh because you know when I haven't laughed. You know, like you can trust my nose because you know my yes. Like that type thing. Maybe. Anyways, <laughs> us plus Santiago plus Jet plus Kona have officially left the state of Colorado for now. <gasps> Not <gasps> Keenan meme. <gasps> <gasps> what? Um, and it has been since like the beginning of May. Yeah, maybe like first week of May. Not yeah. even double digit May days. So it's been um, it's been about five months since. The van has left Colorado, and since our dogs have left Colorado. If you've been listening... In the van. Yes. If you've been listening, you've heard Caleb and I have left. That's because we flew... Oh, right. Here you go. Yes. Yeah, that's because we flew to a couple places. We flew to Alaska. We flew to Florida. We talked about that a few episodes ago. Check it out if you haven't. Um, So, 
this is the first time, yes, us in the van, like actually living van life, have left Colorado in five months. And that's a really long time. And it's also funny that if we had recorded this podcast on the day we normally record, we would actually still be in Colorado. So, like, just just barely We're have just, time to cross the state border. Just shy of 24 hours having left Colorado. Also, if you want to talk distance, um, we're probably, like, 60 miles <laughs> west of the Colorado yes, border. Yes, so here's so. where you come in. Where are we right now? 60 bet, miles yes, from the Colorado border. About. Let me tell you, too, what we're looking at. This might give it away. Um uh, if we look at our arches, if we look out <laughs> kind of our side door and towards the back of the van, um, we can just see these tall, almost like hoodoo looking red rock formations, um, which just so happen to be Arches National Park <laughs> or be in Arches National hey, Park. Hey, they said you sound like an owl. Who? Ah. Uh. Um, so if that doesn't give it away then i don't know what will we are in moab we officially have moab utah we yeah so if you were trying to guess you had like a minute and a half to <laughs> come up with that answer we officially have sand underneath our feet the sun is warm we did not run our heater at all yesterday whoop, whoop. um honestly this is the best time to be here and i'm so glad that i mean i know we've been here less than 24 hours but i've been looking forward to this little short stint here just to kind of escape from the mountains and i mean they've been it actually hasn't been too bad what have they been like what have these mountains been like they've been getting colder i mean like there have been some high 20s nights and the mornings are chilly too but it hasn't been like we haven't gotten caught in a lot of snow like the days still are good um, like you can still be outside in a t-shirt and shorts during the day if you're in the sun. So it hasn't but the been minute, too bad. The minute a little bit of a tree branch shade starts to cover one of your legs, you're going to want to put pants on. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. how the difference right now is, yes, if you have to be in direct plain sun, if you have, even a little cloud covers the sun, like we throw our mellies on probably, it gets very cold. You can tell it's not just a, you know, like a shady cold on a summer day. It is a winter cold coming upon the land. It's fickle. The weather's very fickle right now. Like and you also decided this week that you wanted to camp at 10,000 feet. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. We had a good time. Um, so we're escaping that for just a little bit and coming to a little more temperate and like kind of steady weather um, here in Moab. And I mean, October, Moab in October is just like, and it's been a while since we've really gotten to experience it. I mean, it's been since I think 2020. Really? Since we've been to Moab in the fall? I think so. Yeah. Mm. Like 2021 and 2022, we stayed in Colorado. Yeah. We had work. I mean, even this trip is a very small window that yeah. we are kind Four of making days, yeah. it happen. Yeah. yeah. So, but it is true. We typically only get our Utah time in the spring now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's nice to be here in the fall because you don't have that wind of the spring, but that is what we are viewing as we look out our window. We also have really expansive views as well, which we have not had in a long time. Like there are no tall trees or mountains really to yeah, block. Yeah, no, no forest around here. That's kind of odd. AKA no privacy is another way <laughs> to view it. Yes. Um, <laughs> but we are officially in the desert. And like I said, we got here last night, so it hasn't even really been that long. But how are you feeling so far being back in Moab? Like, is it one of those places that feels like you never left? 
No, it definitely feels like a minute since I've been here. I mean, yeah. I think just how maybe that's how weighted our experiences in Colorado this summer were that it feels like a long time since I've had an experience in Moab, mm-hmm. you know, just lived a day, mm-hmm. which is what we're doing now. But it kind of hit me on just the way in. Like it felt like I hadn't been back to this place and it kind of just came flooding back. Like how much this place means to us. I kind of just not, I almost just forgotten about it. Honestly, just with how much, especially since we moved into the van, which we were coming to Moab, uh, on camping trips before the van. I actually feel like when I feel like within the first month of us moving to Colorado in January of 2018, Amy's crying over here <laughs> <laughs> again. Keep what going. I thought Colorado makes you cry. Now Utah's making you cry. I'll explain. Just keep okay, going. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we need a map of the States now. Like, you know, those RVers have the maps where of the States they've traveled and they'll like fill in the puzzle piece. We want to stay the, a map of the States that make Amy cry now when she thinks of them. <laughs> okay. Alaska. Oh, man. Wait, Nothing. No hit. tears. Just <laughs> keep going. Just keep going. Great. I went off on a tangent. Now I lost my thought. Uh, anyways, I think as we were driving, just, you know, the flood of the moments we've had here. Yeah. And like I said, there I am. We were going here on camping mm-hmm. trips before we even moved. Um, and within that first month of living in Colorado, I think people are like, oh, you guys love Colorado. You should move to Moab. They said you should, like, check out Moab. Check out Utah, really. Um, that was a very segmented story. I hope you followed that. But all that to say is we were having experiences in Moab since before moving in the van. And I yeah. think when we moved into the van and we started having just, I mean, every day feels like a, when I mean, quote unquote, mountaintop experience. <laughs> hey, there are mountains around here, actually. So yeah, it's there not, are. No. that's not too out there. But so, yeah, those, those times of, yeah, being out in the world. Moab has always brought us just like utmost pure wilderness or just like you're in nature which is a very different nature the desert is crazy and this is even different desert than what we experience in arizona so we just don't get it in the scheme of us experiencing great epic shrines of nature moab has now just kind of like fit right along in and it used to be like one of the precipices every year is when we came to moab so does that make sense yeah so it blends in a little more with the overall experience of our life where back in the day it was always just like the peak the precipice of camping experience yeah now it's an adventure it's in. yeah 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 um so you're feeling reflective and happy to be back i guess <laughs> <laughs> Not, in, i still don't think it's hit me i've had other priorities yeah. uh, before ex- just experiencing moab so i do love the surroundings yeah um it's just yeah and like honestly it's always worth driving in on 128 if you ever go to moab if you ever go to moab and you're coming from colorado west on i-70 don't go all the way to utah get off i guess you are you in utah yeah you're in okay utah. you're in utah get off at the cisco exit and it'll take you Highway 128 mm-hmm. into the city of Moab, but you go through like the most epic parts of Moab. If you're coming from Colorado, um, yes, this route that Caleb is describing is—it's not going to be the fastest route. Your map, your map is going to want to take you. I mean, it's only like 10 to 15 minutes longer. It's not that much longer. So so worth it. It's like it's taking 285 over I-70. 285. Disagree. Is oh, but my gosh. it's very worth it. Yes. Yeah, so if you are coming from that direction. Once you cross the state line, I mean, you'll drive for a while, but take the exit for Cisco, which is Highway 128. Um, it, I mean, eventually you just start driving right next to the Colorado River in between the canyons that it has formed. 
and you're literally snaking on the road right along with yes. the river. I it mean, is... and before that, you hit Fisher Towers, you hit Castle Valley, like... Yeah. Oh, these yeah, Castle are Valley, really, yeah. And, yeah, it's just, like, 10 minutes longer than just taking the normal I-70, which is just, like, flat pretty, desert. Yeah. Nothing, yeah, it's pretty flat. <laughs> flat desert. Yeah. You know, I started feeling that like special moab magic as we were driving into also partially because we do go the scenic route so it kind of like it triggers it you know mm-hmm. for sure um it is just that like there is something magical here that like every time i just start to see any sort of sign of moab like any sort of natural sign of moab i'm just like I feel this sense of wonder and awe and magic and just like connect, like a connection, but in that way, like kind of an ethereal magical way, which is different than how I feel in Colorado. And as, as everyone knows, I'm like in love with Colorado, but there's something different and magical and ethereal and enchanted almost like about Colorado, like wilderness feels like peak earth. (laughs) Like literally. Yes, Peak. literally. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah, yes. I mean, throwing us in there for that reason, and then, <laughs> and then Utah is valley. It's like Mars. It's, it's Peak not. Mars. It's not Earth. It it's is. Peak it does Mars. not feel like you are still on the same planet yeah. that Colorado just was. Colorado does feel very earthen and grounded. It is very earthy. In, yeah. In in Earth, like the the color scheme, the greens, just the overall landscape, so meadows, mountains. And Utah is just, Fire. like, removed of everything else. Even the desert in Arizona kind of feels like a different part of Earth. But yeah. I'm just saying, Utah is a different planet. I don't know where it came from, if it rose from the Earth or if it just... <laughs> or if we're sinking into yeah, the Earth. Yeah, or if we're sinking into <laughs> the Earth. Which way is Utah going? I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> the rivers are carving into the Earth, but it's left some just crazy formations. And, yeah, it just, yeah, ethereal, mystical, and otherworldly. And, you know, with this section of the u.s and this climate that the moad desert has um there's really only a couple windows like you can comfortably enjoy it in i would say camping wise yeah yes camping wise van life wise um there's only a two small windows you can really enjoy in that spring and fall and even then it's not all of spring it's not all of fall it's like a few weeks in and it's not going to be like uh, maybe fall is kind of the most perfect yeah because spring, spring is windy spring yeah the temperatures will be nice but you're getting sandblasted yeah. uh yeah. more days than not most likely and there's possibility of actually heat waves coming through yes that too and so because of that like we have been here i mean probably over 10 times but it's always such a short window. You know, we haven't stayed here for like a month mm-hmm. or anything like that. But with, I mean, it's kind of like we've talked about experiences like this before. I feel like I have so many experiences here that are so high quality and so just like connected to who I am that it feels like I've lived here forever in a yeah. way. You know, it's almost like every the time, time we we've come, spent here is like borderless like you can't limitless borderless <laughs> i like i like you know it breaks time it's in a different dimension than time lives outside of time and space yes, yes exactly exactly so what are some of those favorite like memories Ooh. from here or moments experiences i mean like what's happened to you here <sighs> wow <laughs> i like the way you asked that <laughs> what has happened to me here i mean i have 
it's really like it doesn't when I try to like say it or put words to it there's nothing like super spectacular about it you know I'm not like oh I went skydiving over these red cliffs and blah 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 we see a lot of skydivers we do see a lot of skydivers um so it's possible if you want to go skydiving in Moab not not me um only skydive on the Wii resort it's more just like literally I don't know anytime I've done a lot of sitting out here (laughs) (laughs) okay wow yes (laughs) like hey you have also mountain biked out here you've also hiked like I think I was also thinking this on the drive-in I think Arches is our most visited national park probably out of national parks and it's not because or Rocky Mountain, maybe Rocky Mountain. I still think Arches is okay. more. Over the years we've been coming, That's the it's only like, one I would guess. <laughs> yeah, even. we always found our way. Typically, with different people around, we always found our way into like going to visit Arches for some reason yeah. on that trip. And yeah. so, yeah, just coming in and out, like I feel like I've almost seen every arch there at some point. <laughs> yes, but not all at once, and not in a plan like let's go to Arches and ex- and like see it all Mm -hmm. it's always just like oh we're through moab yeah in spurts yeah yeah no really for me i mean like the stars are always a big piece to the stars or the moon like anything celestial going on because it's a celestial spot that's the word we're looking for yes it's a planet yes has always been just like supernatural and unreal i remember our first time here um when we met up with our friend katie we were having a campfire and i remember like watching if it wasn't a full moon it was like within five percent of being a full moon like uh-huh. it was super close i remember watching it rise of the over the horizon um and just i mean moon i don't know why people don't talk about moonrises more i feel like you hear a lot about sunrises and sunsets which not to discredit them like i do love sunrises moonrises you can actually like watch okay with your <laughs> eyes and they're beautiful moonrises um i remember a few of those in my life for sure and that's one of them that i think about um I don't think, I mean, like how you said the views here were expansive. There's Uh just so much. One, Utah's very dark. Like, Moab's not even that big a city. And you can still tell the light leak it puts out from the Mm -hmm. spot we're camping. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's just so much sky to view. It's like you can't help but not notice every night, like, the celestial views. And, like, what's going on in space because it's right in front of you and it's so vivid. You can see it. So we like to, when we can, if we can, sleep with our back doors open. And I say when and if because it's all temperature-based for us. I think, like, 50 degrees is usually about our limit. If it's going to be colder than that, we probably won't. Um, And so last night was in the 40s. And I wanted to open the doors, but we didn't. I just, like, had that thought. And I was like, ah, in the spot we're parked is kind of loud anyway. So it just (laughs) wouldn't have been a good idea. But... I would literally just look out our back windows and just the stars I could see just out our back windows, which is like a little, little view compared to the whole sky. Because it's all like hidden by Kona's nose smudges and (laughs) and dirt. Um, (laughs) So it's hard to tell if those are actually stars or if they're just kind of like smudges sometimes. It's like her snot. For me, yeah. Um, No, I just, it takes my breath away every single time. There's just something about the energy here, something about the celestial connection. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this, but it was, like, when we moved into the van, and we had the van, Mm -hmm. like, our first spot we wanted to take it was Moab. Mm -hmm. Like, when we had nowhere to be and nothing to do, like, we wanted to experience living in the van, like, our first trip 
in Moab. And that was such a monumental trip yeah. <laughs> back in March of 2020. Well, for lots of reasons, because literally on the way back home from that trip was when we started getting like real news about COVID. And yes, that's when Justin texted me and goes, dude, they just canceled the NBA season or something. And I was like, <laughs> okay, wow. Uh, I need to pay attention to this a little more. Yeah. But I mean, that was another time I actually have a blog of that trip on our website i will put the link for that blog in this the show notes but i i just and i still have like vivid photographic memories of some aspects of like what our life was about to be mm. and another one one we were moab and another it was a full moon rise again mm -hmm. like we've experienced mm -hmm. like there's been countless times i've seen full moon rises in utah why does it always happen here <laughs> we saw one with leanne and justin when we shot their engagement yes. session yes. Um, but the, I just remember that like, we were having a campfire up our van in Moab in March and just saw the full moon rise behind this like Mesa. And it mm -hmm. is like, I mean, if you can close your eyes and picture the most perfect dreamy desert night, <laughs> like that is what it was. And like, it was, it happened to us all of a sudden. And I remember laying in our bed, we weren't putting our little insulation things over our fan and like. I woke up in the middle of the night and it was just like a bright spotlight and it was the moon just over us, which like gleaming on our bodies. And I was like, holy shit, this is about to be our life. And I mean, has shit, it, yeah. has it been, has it lived up to our lives? Yeah. Like, oh, was yes. that a good precursor? Yes. You know? Like it's crazy. Yeah, it was a good precursor. Like the amount of, there's, uh, you know, there's just like a, a flood of memories when I just think about the full moon rises I've seen, not even just in Moab, just over the course of the last three and a half years. Like, I remember our time in Sedona, first year 2020 Thanksgiving, we met kind of our year one family, and we all watched that moon rise, like, what was it, Black Friday or something? Or Sunday? It was a Sunday was after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. We yeah. had spent like all week with this group, group of people we were camped around, did not know them at all before the week. By the end of the week, we all felt like family <laughs> and we all like watched the moon rise and then had a massive campfire the last night and then uh, had like a drum circle. Like yeah. we, we, we just like made instruments. With Home, De Home Depot buckets. Home, we had Home Depot, let's do shit buckets. Uh -huh. We had the jingle jangle. That is the initiation of the jingle jangle. Uh -huh. If anyone knows what that is, homemade tambourine like instrument. We had like <laughs> yes. multiple guitars, ukulele. Like you didn't have your flute yet. I did not have or the, the flute egg, the egg or the hand awesome. pan. The hand pan is waiting to oh, tear no, up awesome. a drum circle. Okay? To tear up a full moon. Drum <laughs> yeah, it will tear up the floor with a full moon drum circle. <laughs> <laughs> tear up the dirt floor. But that that I mean, and another full moon rise. And yeah, so I mean, I really just <laughs> I feel like a theme that I'm picking up on is like experiences like that, typically that are around like a full moon. Um, I mean, it could maybe, no, I think the full moon is different than sunrise or sunset, but experiences you share with people like centered around a full moon, I think hold a lot of weight for yeah. some reason. Like somehow that feels like a more connecting and like special experience than lots of other things. Well, you know, you mentioned, you kind of compared it to sunrises earlier. Sunrises happen every morning, mm -hmm. you know, the mm -hmm. same essentially without clouds or without clouds but yeah. like the sun's not hidden by anything if it comes up on its own the full moon rise happens just once a month once every 28 days yeah, yeah. so yeah. I that's mean, a good point it's a little more 
I mean, it's not rare, but it's a little, it's more rare than a sunrise. It's a little yes. more special of an event. And like, if it's not full, you know, like the little crescents waxing or waning, they're typically kind of already up in the sky before yes. it gets dark to see them. So you don't really see them rise until it gets to that full moon with that yes. full moon. So I think, yeah, they're just rare, maybe is what I would say than sunrises. Because makes... we've also seen, I mean, we saw sunrise this morning just from the back window. We have I don't know. We have been seeing sunrise <laughs> the last couple weeks because we wake up earlier and the sun is rising way late. But um, it makes sense to me, like, when I think about the olden days, you know, like, way back when. And I think about, like, just, you know, the natives who lived in this country a lot in this lifestyle. Because there are a lot of times, I'll just, because we live so close to the land. I mean, I'm not trying to say we live the same way they do, but um, we're more close than we were when we lived in a house, right? And so, like, it's just kind of in my mind a little bit more... And I can see how those events with them, I don't know, like, I feel like they probably felt the same way. Oh, yeah. But, like, like, I mean, we've talked about how intertwined we are or how we get in certain seasons, especially, I think it's our desert time. Yeah. Where we're, like, more in tune with the the rise and the fall of the moon and the sun just on a day-to-day basis. Like, our our lives are built around it. When Mm -hmm. the sun sets it gets cold mm-hmm. in the desert at night during mm-hmm. the winter. And so like, it really affects our lives. So we have to be in a van or we have to be like, figure out warmth just like the old people did. And like then make a fire. Yeah, yeah. And when there's not a full moon, the desert is super dark. When there's mm-hmm. a full moon, you don't need to honestly flashlights hinder your sight. There if you use a flashlight in the full moon, so many times we've been out in the desert on a full moon night, like hanging out at someone else's rig. Maybe it's like literally half a mile away from our spot. Yeah. And we will just walk back at night from their rigged hours using just the full moon. Like, and then we start, we always start geeking out about the moon shadows because yes. <laughs> you cast a perfect moon shadow. Like it was broad daylight. Yes. And that was a time I remember we discovered the moon shadows at that Sedona Thanksgiving yes. full moon drum circle night, yes. which was amazing. But still, I, just, I wonder still what it is about, like, what do you think it is about like experiencing a full moon with people that like just immediately takes the connection meter from six to 27 plus i mean i think you've hit on it it's definitely like a almost a spiritual tie-in it's kind of like you know if you have those who grew up say in a church and had like experiences where yeah you went out you know we both went on the church what is that i don't know oh we both went on like a church trip growing up out to Colorado and backpacked with a group and you felt very close to that group by the mm-hmm. end because you were sharing these one just life experiences that you never done before that were just here this again mountaintop experiences <laughs> but then also you were you know it became spiritual it became something else about and I think that happens when people are, are out in nature honestly that's the mm-hmm. closest I've ever felt felt to something spiritual or divine is just being out in pure unbridled nature and I think sometimes you don't even expect that to happen or know that that's going to happen and it just kind of like hits you in the moment of the event like i feel like i do remember during that full moon drum circle you've been talking about in sedona like i didn't expect to this sounds like i'm like falling in love i didn't expect to feel the way that i felt so quickly <laughs> are you here for the right reasons <laughs> i've been watching bachelor in paradise it's in my head all this have they used that line is that a direct quote from oh, from Avon? so many people are like, i didn't expect to feel this way so quickly it's always in line but um you don't but i do remember during that full moon drum circle literally like having a moment where kind of just like this feeling just like washed over me i was like well this is like special like this is a night i'm gonna remember forever and like you know those moments where you have that realization 
in the moment. You know, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. such a special it's such a special thing and it's not always something you can predict. And I feel like the majority of mine have happened, yeah, around some sort of new moon, moon, not, full yeah. moon, new moon. You can't predict it. And you also can't like force it. Yes. You know, if you try, I mean, you can like, I love using the term cultivate, especially I, I feel like this deals with manifestation too. But yeah, you can, all you can do is like kind of cultivate the energy for that possibility to happen, mm. but it still has to kind of meet you halfway, you know. What is meeting you halfway? The universe. <laughs> <laughs> There's the spiritual part. There's the spiritual part. So yes, yeah. I think viewing moonrises, especially in areas like Utah and these mm -hmm. just vast like I say, I keep on using wilderness because it's wilderness, but there's like no, it is wild, there's but no there's no mist. forest. Yeah, there's no mist to it. <laughs> there's actually, it's almost like a, I mean, it's very full of flora like and fauna, but kind of at first glance, it feels, yeah, very empty, just like an empty battlefield of just history. And we've talked about this before in Arizona too. I remember, um, like, I used to use the word empty to describe the desert sometimes. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> you would always reframe it to, what spacious oh i said spacious yes okay yes i didn't i remember you saying i think it was on a podcast we had that probably realization you described the desert as empty and i was like it's yeah it's spacious mm -hmm. but there's actually when you get down to the finite you take a little inch of sand to look at and you're gonna find something interesting something's there yeah so it's not empty. yeah well yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Empty space, I guess, is what I was meaning. But I loved the way you reframed Definitely it. Definitely empty airspace. <laughs> <laughs> you reframed it and we worded it to spaciousness. Um, yeah. There's a lot of that. I don't know where I was going. And there's, that, there's a lot of that here. Yes. Well, what's another Moab experience Ooh. that you've had over the years? Either before the van or during the van? Yeah. Um, what about when we, when we went on a perfect Saturday <laughs> yes. like the weather was perfect in the spring there's mountain biking trails around there's stuff to do and we decided to go see the super mario movie at, at the, the moab theater. theater that has three different screens because <laughs> why not matinee on a saturday afternoon hey it was just us jen and bryce and like maybe two or three other people in there and you know what if we had hit a trail i think there would have been more people than that so yeah. You tell me who made the better choice. We were trying to avoid the crowds, I guess. <laughs> and yes. we did. <laughs> and we, which is funny, because you'd think a movie theater on Saturday it might be hopping in the rest of the U.S. But I don't think many people come to Moab, Utah to go to the theater. Hey, so. but why not? We did. <laughs> no, that's a funny one. It really, I mean, it kind of, I feel like this is just aligned with what I've been saying. Like, there's not just like a, this was my mountaintop experience, like summoning this. Was well, they're my like, they're all experience. that level. It all is. And I mean, everything from just waking up and having your coffee and reading outside to watching the moon rise um, before you light a fire for the evening. Like, mm. and everything in between is just like, it's the best. So I've done no a lot specific of stories you got. Done a lot no of storytelling. Do you have a story? I just, I have lots of awesome memories from here. Okay, sure. Oh, well, another one, um, when some of our friends came out to camp with us, mm -hmm. like our first fall here in the van, we spent like a whole month here uh, in the van, we which I think was bit. also a pretty iconic time of van life, like yes. really set some tones and some stages. But well, yeah, it was, uh, to that point, it was the longest we had stayed somewhere for sure. Yes. Yeah. At the, yeah, it was kind of like, let's go. We like, we had some freedom. We had done some weddings in Colorado our first year, 2020. 
in the fall and um like we kind of had some free like a free month or two and it's like let's go live in utah now in mm-hmm. moab so we lived for a straight month i got to know it very well i feel like we explored all around um anyways that we had some friends come out from denver to camp with us during that month and we were camping up on literally like 50 feet from this canyon mm-hmm. that you would find on in state parks and national parks but this was just another. I don't know kinda, why it's not a state park, <laughs> yeah, at least. Yeah, I don't. But there's uh, that's kind of like you're talking about Utah experience. Utah knows itself. It knows it has so many epic landscapes, and I know that word's overused, but I don't know how to say it. Otherworldly, epic, grandiose, weird. There's Utah, <laughs> and there's like so many of those across the board. They've had to like start kind of ranking them, where it's mm-hmm. like, no, that canyon. Yes, when you see it, it's going to take your breath away, but, but is Utah, it better than this canyon? But Utah already <laughs> has five national parks, so we probably can't add another one in. Exactly. It's so, not in the budget, yeah. right? Yeah, they can't they can't ho- pave another whole ground with just parking lots just they for people to come. They literally can't just let the whole bottom part of the state be a national park of itself. But it should be. It should, and so, yeah, yeah, we were camped on this canyon. They came out, and one night there was... Uh, three guys i guess including me and you and sarah beth mm-hmm. you and sarah shout out sarah and peyton and jake mm-hmm. and uh we were like decided we were gonna go camp outside of our vans and so like me and peyton and jake and the guys just like hiked off to the edge of the canyon maybe you know some three to five hundred feet away not even that far maybe a little further and like we just slept like they slept in hammocks right on the edge of the canyon i just slept on the rock in my <laughs> sleeping bag and like i remember staying up just counting like when we finally got in bed uh we were just calling out shooting stars and you know we'd just be laying there in silence and someone would be like saw one saw one because you know i always have a thing where i like people to call out shooting stars mm-hmm. even if it's i'm true. with them even if i so if i'm around a campfire and i don't see a shooting star i still like that someone saw it because i can envision the scene of me of us sitting around a campfire and a shooting star over my head yes. so that's why i like to know and that so, yeah, sense. we were like calling him out to the night because we were kind of just buzzing off of the experience. And so none of us were very tired, but we needed to like sleepy tired, but we needed to lay down. So, yeah, I was on the rock and there was like mice kind of running around me, <laughs> which would be creepy. We heard a bat fly by doing mm-hmm. its echolocation, mm-hmm. which is a very surreal experience. It was so quiet. Ah. Uh, just great memory. I remember that night. Sarah Beth and I got to have a girls' night in the van yes. that night, but it ended up being girls' night in a tent. We actually ended up in her tent, not in the van. Um, so with so all, you guys were the only ones in the tent. We didn't even have tents. Yeah, with all three of the dogs. Um, Cowboy camped it. Okay, so one more crazy thing, which it makes sense that this was the first place that we experienced this. Um, we saw Elon Musk's Starlink <laughs> lights. In Moab for the first time. Is this one of your peak experiences here? Just weird. (laughs) Just weird. Like, it definitely falls under weird. Um, And it makes sense that it happened here. Like, of all the places. Like I said, super celestial connection with me here. Of course, that's where I see Elon Musk's satellites. For the first time. For the first time. Yes, we've seen them a few times since. But the the first, you never forget your first time. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know what she's talking about, maybe go YouTube it. The Elon Musk Starlink satellite Mm -hmm. launches. There's some videos. And you'll know what we're talking about. It's very weird to see in person with no frame of reference to what you're seeing. Basically, it's just... It looks like a line of stars that are following the same path. They're like even... Like a string. Yes, they're like on a string. For the most part, they're like evenly paced apart. 
um, and they're just like moving along this string. These like across the sky, across the like sky, a and, star. Then they, and then they eventually just disappear into the blackness. <laughs> yeah. um, I think we've now seen that though happen in Colorado, Utah, and Arizona. Ye- Did we see it in Colorado? Then we see it earlier this summer with goat. Where? Oh no, we saw it in Telluride. Remember? Oh, I pointed it yes. out. Then yes, we have. Yes, yeah. I remember now. Yeah, it was probably the most faint states. experience. Uh, that Moab one was probably one of the the brighter ones. Because yeah. yeah, we were I think sitting up on the roof of our van. We were already stargazing. Yes, <laughs> and there was a lot of people camped around the area in tents, and it came out of the sky. And honestly, the whole campground kind of erupted. The camp people were like, "Look to the sky!" And then what the person's like, that? "What the hell is that?" <laughs> and then someone goes. That's Elon Musk. <laughs> and we're like, okay. <laughs> like, if that person hadn't known, like, we all just would have, we would have become best friends with those people at night because of that celestial We would have gone together and been like, this is our last night on Earth. Like, <laughs> let's revel in darkness. <laughs> let's have a drum circle. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm down. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely another one that came to mind. I mean. <laughs> That's a funny one. That's. Okay, I have one more. Seeing, okay, okay. You and I have eloped here. Yes, we have. Do you remember that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I do. Yes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Caleb and I do wedding photography and videography. And so we have a lot of friends in that industry, wedding and elopement. So we have a lot of friends in that industry. And one of, or I guess a few of our friends, um, were coming down here to Moab uh, and wanted to do... Basically, like a styled elopement Mm -hmm. for portfolio content. Yes. And so we modeled for that. Yes. So they asked us if we wanted to meet them there and model for it. And I mean, and we love doing that. We haven't, we went through a phase where we did it. Wow. Should we talk about our modeling career? (laughs) Surprise. We were models. Well, kind of attached to that, one of our first photo shoots ever together was here mm-hmm. in Arches with our friend Katie. No, yeah, I know. We've had a few photo shoots here. Um, and yes, we had kind of went through a phase where we did that a lot. We would like model for styled elopements or just like engagement shoots, couple shoots, whatever. But then the, obviously pandemic kind of like wiped all that out for it a shut bit. Shut that aspect of the industry networking down yeah. for sure. So... Shall it had been say. it had been a while since we had done one, but we had some photographer friends coming here. They asked us if we wanted to do it. We were like, yes, because I love doing that. I think it's yeah. very fun. Like it's a fun time. I feel like in three ways. I think like it's a fun time just for myself. I think it's a fun time for you and me, like together. And then mm-hmm. I think it's a fun time with the photographers too. Yeah, you I know, think. Like, I mean, coming at it from a photographer stance, like we have a fun time behind the lens, mm-hmm. and it feels like everyone we work with whether it's by just uh, our energy or not, they're having a fun time too. Like a photo shoot is a very fun time. It doesn't have to be so serious. I'm not, that's not a business pitch either. It's just, yeah, it's not. It's fun. (laughs) Even though, yeah, you know, sometimes our work will be very, feels very serious. Honestly, Uh the shoot itself is like the most fun thing in the world. Well, literally, especially if you're shooting couples or if you are the couple in front of the camera, like it's celebrating who you are as a couple. Yeah. So like, if you're the couple in front of the camera, you get to just be who you are as a couple and, exactly. be, and be in love and just love on each other and like express that. Yeah. And then if you're the one behind the camera, you're the recipient of that love as well. Like, I don't know. It just, you create this little like love bubble. Love um, pocket. It's like a hot pocket. <laughs> love pocket. Yum. Yum. Um, anyways, we were doing that. And so 
we did get to do like an elopement shoot um, at one of the state parks around here. And it was, I mean, I just remember everything from like what we got to wear. You had like this dope bolo tie. Um, oh, I should have kept that bolo I tie. I know. We were just like. Maybe I should get a bolo tie in Utah. Here, Moab. Did we look at it? should. I should. Okay, add it to the list. Okay. Support our Patreon fund so I can get a bolo tie. <laughs> but yeah, just, I don't know, getting, it had been a while since we'd gotten to do one of those. It was the first one post-COVID. So like, it just, it felt, it was high quality memory in lots of ways. Yeah. From I mean, the scenery. Fun night to. The scenery to the people to like, what, just what was actually happening. Like. Well, and that was at, you said Dead Horse State Park, mm-hmm. which I think is one of the most beautiful, just like scenes in moab mm-hmm. like even better than i think what you'd find on expansive since front than canyonlands or arches like it's different it's different Not and that different from i mean but. yeah one of my i mean we've had so many experiences tied in with that mm-hmm. viewpoint too like we on that camping trip i was talking about with sarah and jake and lauren we all had a night where we went and had like sundown drinks and a mm-hmm. picnic on that on that viewpoint i also one of my very first experiences um, just camping out here at my friend Cusick. Shout uh-huh. out listener number four. Listener number four. Flew into Denver one time. You were, where were you? I was Aruba? In Aruba. You were in yeah. Aruba. What a crazy time. I know. And uh, Cusick. Ha- I love your time while I was in Aruba. You had, I had so the craziest many passing month. Yes. friends come through. Yeah. Uh, but Cusick came out and we drove out to Moab. Uh, on a 24-hour trip and mm-hmm. camped at Dead Horse, not really even knowing what it was, and just found this, like, we woke up at sunrise, like, walked out to the canyon ridge and sat there all day. <laughs> yeah. All day. It was amazing. And that was kind of my first experience with Dead Horse. And then since then, we're like, we have to keep going back. That yeah. That is a magic, mystical view. Yeah. And, like, the <laughs> and way... And also just beautiful. I mean, yeah. The high that you were on from that experience and, like, when I got back from Aruba eventually and heard all about it, like, it's... I know that that is like a heartbeat of your Moab thread right there. For yes, sure. that that is like what jump started my heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I think it like it wasn't dead before, but someone was just like clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, defibrillated that shit, <laughs> and I was like, okay, Moab is different. It is, and that's I mean, just to circle back to kind of like where we started with this, it all starts I think with the celestial and the natural connections here. Yeah, which is right outside our window. Yes, it is. So, yeah, so many stories of Moab. Just, they keep on just, like, scrolling through Yeah. for me in my brain. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited to make more while we're here. I know. This is fall of 2023 Moab season. Let's see what you got. Okay, let's see you fall. Let's see what you got. That's all I got. Okay, that's all I got. So, in summary, Amy, what happened to you in Moab? I was a changed woman. I saw the... Starlink satellites, and then I stared at Dead Horse Point. That's what really changed you. And then... (laughs) Elon Musk. I watched a full moon. The end. That's my my summary. (laughs) Very good. Okay, cool. We'll end on that. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a great rest of your week. This podcast does come out at the beginning of the week every Monday, so I hope you have a good one, and we'll see you next time. Peace out. Thanks for tuning in. Can we say that? Has that been patented yet?